Hi, I'm Asiel the Oracle, and this is Readings for the Collective. Hi, I'm Asiel the Oracle, and this is Readings for the Collective, episode 158. Thank you for tuning in. Let's bring awareness to the heart space and to the breath, ensuring all awareness is in this now moment. Do what you need to do to bring yourself to this moment, meaning bring your awareness to the body. For me, I have to say I have a body. That's an affirmation that was given to me in my human design reading, which has been really beneficial for me, so I will share it in case it helps you. I have a body. As I bring myself to the space, I do feel guided to offer a reading with a different modality. That would be through bibliography. Bibliography is the practice of essentially setting a clear intention with any book and opening the page to what we would call a random page and then finding the message that's for you. We will be using the book entitled Animal Speak. This is the spiritual and magical powers of creatures great and small. So this book does tune into the animal kingdom in a more shamanic way. This book was gifted to us from our soul sister, Sims or Jamie. I love you. And thank you. Let's take one more deep breath as we touch on the idea of the animal support and guides. We have mentioned before in the past that our animal totem would probably be the animal you are most afraid of, as this would signify the work that is being done. It's not going to be the animal that you gravitate towards. That might be a spirit animal. Spirit totem is the animal archetype that is overseeing your whole journey. This animal will never leave you. Spirit animal, however, comes in and out as all the animals are available and of service. But depending on your current state of being or lessons, a specific animal would be more appropriate for you to be aligned with. So this is the idea of spirit animal. Totem we cannot touch on because you each have your own totem and it's an individual assigned archetype we will say. So we will be setting a clear intention to receive a message from the spirit animal that is the most in line with those of us who are tuning into this episode. Breathe. set your intention to receive the clarity or guidance you are seeking. I am going to give the book one knock. Holding it in the left hand, knocking with the right will send a blast of energy through the book or card deck, neutralizing any energies that would be in the way of tuning into our clear intention. 
and as we open the book, it appears we are receiving a message from the stork. This is really profound already. Symbolically speaking, the stork, I believe, represented the bird who brought in the babies, a symbol of new birth, our arrival of new birth. And as we are ushering in the Christ consciousness, it does seem fitting that the stork would show up. Keynote for the stork Birth and unspoken communication, cycle of power. Year round. The stork is one of the most ancient and powerful symbols of new birth. It was a symbol in China with significances similar to that of the crane. It was also a bird believed to be sacred to the Roman goddess Juno, the goddess of home, children, and family fidelity. The stork has been associated with the early lore around Christianity. One story that I heard as a child. Tells how the stork circled around the cross, offering sympathy and strength to Jesus. The stork has been considered a close relative of humanity. In some fairy tales and legends, the stork is a bird that is capable of assuming human forms at time. It has been said that when wounded, it will weep human tears. The stork is a wader. It has long legs that enable it to wade in shore areas and shallow waters. Such areas were often considered entrance ways to the fairy realm. It also reflects a connection to emotions and the creation symbology of water. Storks can help us to understand our emotions and how to enjoy the process of giving birth. The stork is known for its dedication to its young. They are caring and very protective parents. This helps explain the connection between the stork and the Roman goddess Juno. Storks usually return to the same nest year after year, raising young from the same home nest. This in itself can provide some insight into your own life. Do you need to get back home, back to basics? Are you showing enough care for the child within you? Have you lost touch with your family roots? Are you taking the time to nurture and care for those projects and activities you give birth to within your life? It has always been considered good luck to see a stork or to have one as a totem. They are symbols of a new birth in your life. They reflect that on some level, you are going to find life renewed. And opportunities to awaken a new sense of joy and promise. In traditional folklore, a stork flying over your house reflected that birth was on its way. The stork has no real voice for communication. They do have intricate postures, gestures, and dances that they perform for various purposes. They will rattle their bills, strut, and flap. Every posture having significance. This links the stork to the ancient mysteries of sacred dance. Dance is a means by which we can awaken primal forces and energies. It is a means of linking other dimensions with the physical. The stork holds the ancient knowledge, the ancient knowledge of sacred dance, 
especially fertility dances. Stork as a totem can teach you how to awaken your own fertility in any area of your life through movement and activity rather than through words. It can show you how to use rattles and drums to empower and assist the awakening of your own fertility and creativity. The stork can show you where you need to focus your movements for greater success, and it can show you where your rhythms are off and hindering your development. It can show you how to invoke greater energy through proper dance. The stork will teach you how energies are not created by dance, but rather invoked and challenged through it. I think they meant to say channeled. It will show you how to transcend present conditions through sacred dance and create an opportunity for new birth. Thank you again to Sims, or our sister Jamie. I love you. That was really beautiful. And a little unexpected. <laughs> um, as you know, I've shared many times, I am a dancer. I love dancing. And I needed to hear that. Like, just dance to move the energy, to bring in the energy. Then that's it. To invoke energy. That really was helpful for me. And also received benefit from that reading. Now, in the parts of the text when it tells us to rely on the characteristic of stork or allow the stork to help you, we want to, in this regard, remember our multi-dimensional essence that you, as the I am, can tune in to the being or frequency of any other being or thing. So when we're allowing the stork to help us, I would simply ask, I would say something like, I call upon the loving energy of the stork. And I ask that you dot dot dot. And in regards to your inquiry, again, we were offered the knowing that it would be best to ask questions in regards to how can I give birth to this Reality, how can I move more gracefully through this situation? How can I speak up or not on my own behalf? There was a lot of golden nuggets in this message, very profound. Now, in the idea of that new birth, nobody knows what you are nurturing right now. And maybe you don't either, so let us speak there. Your most dominant thoughts, feelings, and emotions is your child within. You are with child right now. All of you has nothing to do with the physical nine-month carrying of the child. We mean energetically. You are all holding child about to give birth to a new creation. And you don't need to wonder or guess what that new creation will look or be like because you can refer to your own dominant thoughts, feelings, and emotions. That's what you're about to give birth to. So if you're coming from that perspective, that may support you in regards to the 
intention or questions you would have for the consciousness of stork. In the idea of the water representing the emotional nature and the movement, if we put those together, sounds like this bird can help us move the energy around in our body. It reminded us of the idea of loving or nurturing your own inner child and who else loves to move more than the child just running and bouncing around. So be more childlike. Be more fluid like the water. Especially if you have stagnant emotion or energy that's built up. And really, if you've been having a difficult time, dance. Move your body. Move your body. It's really that simple. We're speaking to our receiver and all those listening. Just move your body. And sometimes that's enough. If it's in regard to moving energy around, how much better can you move around than to move? So move your body. Dance. Yoga. Tai Chi. Box. Run. Jump. Hop. Move the body. Now the final breadcrumb we want to touch on is the idea of the stork circling around Brother Jesus as he was exiting the vessel, we'll call it, on the cross. It seems as though the stork would represent an aspect of self that's able to rise above the difficult situation. Why do we say this? Because you are that Jesus on the cross and you are that stork. And that story of the memory of the author, that was the Christ looking at the stork, at the Jesus rather. The stork is representing the Christ observing Jesus if there's only one presence here. And again, since the stork represents the arrival of new birth, Jesus was about to turn into the Christ, was he not? You say he woke up again on the third day after the death he was reborn as Christ. Well then, we would love to believe the stork circling Jesus was the Christ observing itself about to enter the vessel, about to give birth to itself in the vessel of Jesus. So we are playing all parts. We are the Father, the Son, the Mother, the Holy Spirit, the Child, the Grandma, the Grandpa. You are the all. And when we are in a grievance with energy or a sort of stagnant energy, we are forgetting that we don't need to identify as that state of being in that moment, that we have the solution within and we can bear witness to ourselves as the Christ observing the Jesus, we'll call it, or the ego, the body. We don't move. Isn't that beautiful how this is tying together with movement and dance when we are in a negative emotion you don't move out of it you stay in it because you identify as the vessel you forget you're the Christ sometimes that's okay that's what we come for so if you're in a negative emotion no you're not you just have it moved out of the way move how do you move if you're in it perception might be a good start to observe the self even if you have to from an aerial view to 
what is this called, fade out or to sort of back up from the scene so you could see the bigger picture. And we all can benefit from the movement of energy for sure because we're all data collectors and we all naturally will hold on to data sometimes by accident. And what do we mean accident? It's because you didn't know, you don't know, you forgot, you can move out of the way, you can move out of that frequency. It's like you're standing in the ocean and a big wave is about to come. And granted, that would be awesome. I would not move. I would let the wave crash on me. <laughs> But if you don't want to be hit or crashed down upon, move out of the way. Just move. So when you're in a perpetuation of a grievance or a lower vibration, you're staying in the line of fire or allowing the wave to keep crashing on you. And all you have to do is move out of the way. So only, only you know what you intend to give birth to, meaning your ideas or creation. But we are telling you as brother or support, what you're really going to give birth to is your most dominant thoughts, feelings, and emotions because you're not moving out of the way. So then it becomes outpictured. So scan. Speaking of scan, we will touch on the previous episode in the next segment. But yes, scan. Ask yourself, well, where, where am I standing in the line of fire? Where am I forgetting I can move out of this frequency? Where am I forgetting that I can give birth to a new version of me at any moment because I am the Christ? And then wait for your answer. It will come because we asked. Yes. regards to the previous episode, if you are not familiar, we performed a scan of the mind-body-soul construct. It is episode 157. I did not ask our soul family if I could share their story, so I will just say one of our soul family members, and I love you so much. I'm sure they wouldn't mind, but I didn't ask, so I'm going to honor their story, but share it just in case others have a similar experience and you might have, or not, just to clarify. One of our soul family reached out and let us know after listening to episode 157 and going through the scan, they experienced a pop in the higher head, the higher brain or skull. And as there was an inquiry about it, I sort of tuned in and just relaxed. And we received the message that this was the activation of the soul star chakra, the eighth chakra. This is where we get the idea of the halo, as it does reside about three to four inches above the crown chakra. This chakra, I believe, is what we refer to as the lotus opening or the third eye activation, the pineal glands uh, activating. And the soul family member was just curious, what is that? Why did I hear that and feel it, the opening? And although it could have been really not frightening, but just uneasy, right? You're not sure what the pop is, but you felt it and, and heard it. 
Um, again, we tuned into the message, and it was the activation of the third eye or the eighth chakra. When we say third eye with eighth chakra, we are specifically speaking about the pineal glands oscillating so quickly that it sends this, we'll call it gossamer fiber, up the brain to open the top of the skull to become a open valve or the receptacle of refined concepts or guidance or love. So if you experienced a shift or a profound adjustment in your body, depending on which area um, that happened, meaning if you were scanning the mind, body, or soul, you might have experienced a different sensation in any of those areas. Just know that it is like growing pains, similar to an eggshell being cracked little by little. And what we did with the scan is we set the intention to find any residue that was not allowing us to receive completely or in totality. Meaning there was dust in the way, energy in the way, density in the way. So as we're scanning and clearing the density, doesn't it seem logical that we would access or activate or adjust the parts of the body that have been waiting to receive? If you had a similar experience or a different type of experience, don't ever hesitate to reach out or text or email and just say, hi brother, what the heck was that? (laughs) And I don't know, I never know, but we will come up to a glimpse of a knowing maybe together. And just know for sure, our intention here is always pure love. And even if you do experience something that might make you uneasy in regards to body, know that it is working in your highest good and only supporting you in the expansion towards your well-being. And as we expand, we will be sort of cracked and adjusted and popped and moved. And again, we remind you often, the real work is happening at a frequency level and the body receives it after. So the popping of the higher skull, we'll say, is the indicator that you're accessing soul star chakra and you are being more receptive to refined concepts and information that you were not able to receive previously because there was density or residue in those areas that need to be clear to be able to receive. So we basically cleared our vessel and allowed new information to come in. So again, let me know if you had a similar or different experience. And that's it. Yes. I love you all. As we come to the end of the episode, I do feel guided to say, I send you so much love. I send you so much love. My intention for you is to be in clarity now and always. And if we can practice or be better at practicing recognizing and perceiving the love that is flowing to us and through us at all times, we won't spend so much time in density and grievance. And who am I to say, because you see me go in and out so often, but when I go into the gloom or density, it it does feel awful, but I am able to handle it in a way I wasn't before, 
and come out not faster but less impacted or influenced by it. So little by little we are finding our way and I'm so appreciative for each of you for holding space and giving me a space to just talk to myself as I know it might or might not benefit you but that is my intention that you get what you need here take what you need feel good <laughs>